Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to the Locked On Clippers podcast. I'm your host, DJ Foster. On today's show, part two of our conversation with Andrew Hahn. We're talking about the likelihood of a trade for the Clippers at some point this season and who would be traded if the Clippers are going to make such a deal. We talked about the starting five in part one in Thursday's episode. And for today, Friday's episode, we're going to talk about the bench. Is it finally time to trade Jamal Crawford? What's his trade value look like on his new contract? Is Wesley Johnson a viable trade uh, piece for the Clippers? Or will it be another player on a rookie deal, Bryce Johnson, that gets moved at some point? We're going to discuss the likelihood of all those trades. Uh, We're going to jump you right into the conversation here with ESPN.com's Andrew Hahn. Enjoy. Let's uh, Let's start with the recently signed big guys. So, Maurice Spates. Maurice Spates. Um... 5% 5% chance. Yep, fine with that. Brandon Bass. 5% chance. Uh, the the youngins, Bryce Johnson. Uh, I'll go 12%. I could see that happening as well, too, just based on recent history. I don't think he's ever traded a rookie in his rookie year, right? But Doc has dealt all of them dating back to Bledsoe. Is Bledsoe yes. the last rookie that he's kept? I mean, he traded Bledsoe, too. Yeah. But Bledsoe, the... I don't think that there has been any player that has played out their entire rookie contract with the Clippers since Bledsoe. Wow, that is surprising yeah. to think. And he didn't even play it all out. Right. He he. So, wait, so then who is it? DeAndre. DeAndre is the last one. Yeah. Uh, that's a good call, because I was going to say Al Thornton. That's <laughs> that's crazy, though, right? Yeah. How crazy is that? To not Bledsoe, keep those guys on, on their full rookie deals when they're at their cheapest, their most valuable. CJ Wilcox, Brandon Dawson. Reggie Bullock? Reggie Bullock, yeah. All those guys. Trey Tompkins, Travis <laughs> Leslie. Oh, throwing it back. Oof. Oof. None of those guys. They, none of those guys survived. Trey Tompkins is like a rapper now. Is he? Yeah. I, f- I think I still follow him on Twitter, and he I, I think he's like a legit like rapper now. A legitimate rapper. Yeah. Um, it's better than an illegitimate one. Yeah. Although that might be a good strategy, you know, zig while everyone else is zagging. 
Well, so is so going back to the the bench bigs here. Is yeah. there any particular reason you feel like there's a low possibility that they're going to be traded? Uh, it's just hard if you're matching salaries. My guess is that if the Clippers are going to trade for someone, it's someone who's making some money. Right. Um. Yeah. So matching salaries for those purposes, it makes it difficult. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, I you could throw in Raymond Felton and Allen Anderson, um, for those same reasons. Yeah. Like, there's not much incentive to trade those guys. And does any team that's giving away a good veteran player, which is what the Clippers would want, they don't want another good veteran player in exchange, right? They're looking for a young, controllable asset, which is why Bryce Johnson makes more sense as a trade target than Brandon Bass. Right, same with Diamond Stone. Yep. Um, and in both of those cases, they would have to be traded as part of a package situation because... The Clippers would want good veteran players back, and very few veteran players in the league make such low sums of money that you can just trade those guys straight up for Bryce Johnson or Diamond Stone. Right. Um, I mean, as a, a quick side note here, like the Clippers did do a really good job with their veteran minimum contracts this year. Yeah, absolutely. Doc always does pretty well at that. I mean, there was there was the Hito Turkoglu year wasn't great. Yeah. Um, Danny Granger was not a terrific situation. But either. he's had some other decent ones in the past, right? Who am I? Yeah. I mean, Aldridge last year. Uh, yeah, Aldridge was good. Yeah. Prigioni was good. Awesome. Uh, Josh Smith, even though he didn't work out, I still think it's completely defensible. That was well worth it. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah, last year was okay. It was the year before that was really... A little, a little shaky. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. Next guy up. So the bigs. We're thinking if any of them get traded, it's probably going to be Bryce Johnson. Right. Um. Let's see. Wesley Johnson. Wesley Johnson. Oh man. Twenty percent. I'm going. I'm going over fifty. Over fifty. I you, think you don't think Wesley Johnson's going to be on the roster. Come the deadline. I think Wesley Johnson gets traded this year. Wow. How? Good question. So he's locked into a relatively affordable deal. Yep. Uh, for, for quite some time. Which can go either way based on what team they're trading him to. Um, but I think... Teams are going to look and say, okay, you know, if he's shooting a good three-point percentage, maybe he can be a bench piece. His contract is only going to get better as time goes on and the cap jumps up. Um, and he is right in that perfect mid-range with his salary to where you attach a first-round pick to him, and now you can get some different guys. Um, I disagree. Why do you disagree? I think that he is locked into a good contract. All those things you said are all true. Mm-hmm. But the type of guy the Clippers would want back no longer make that kind of money. The 5.6, 5.8? Yeah. I yeah. think the kind of guys that the Clippers would want in this new crazy cap situation. Brave new world. They all make like 8 to $10 million. Yeah. So you might have to do a little work. So... Ooh, the Clippers are... Are they... They're like right at the tax, right? They're barely above it still? Yeah, I think they're just over the tax. Okay, so 
That's a really good point then. So they're probably going to need to bring back someone who's making the same or even less. Which could add to some stacking of some other guys, but again, there's not a whole lot of salaries the Clippers have to work with. Right. So, okay, maybe I'm, I'm going to move... You talked me out of it. I'm going to move it down to like 40. To 30? 40. 40. Yeah. So you're not going to be surprised either way if he gets traded or not. Yeah, that's that's a good way of summing it up. Should I just put it at 50? Yeah, well, you told me that not to, <laughs> not to put anything at 50, and here you are, first person on the pod that's yep. going to go 50. Yeah. I'm the worst. Uh, Jamal Crawford. This is the interesting one. This is the one, you think? I mean, this is the one that people probably tuned in for. I mean, Jamal and Austin, because they signed the big contracts for the Clippers this year. Um, People should be aware that this is not like the Clippers gave Jamal and Austin these contracts and then, like, didn't give the money to someone else. It was use it or lose it. You either use it on Jamal or you don't use it on anything. Right. So That's important to know. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, it definitely changes the perspective. I would put Jamal being traded at 40%. So pretty high for you. Pretty high. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I would go 50, but I've been told not to go 50. Here's, <laughs> here's the salary situation for Jamal. He just signed a three-year, $42 million deal. Um, with no options, 2018-2019, which is the last year of his contract, is guaranteed for $3 million. So right. technically, this could serve as a two-year deal for a team. Right. Which makes him valuable to some of the contenders or wannabe contenders who appear to be chasing him this offseason. Correct. So now Jamal maybe has a little more value than he did in the past. Is that fair to say? Uh, I would say he has the same, about the same amount of value that he's had in the past. Now you can just match up his contract with a lot of big names. Right. That's, Which, that's the difference because now he makes just over $13 million a year. So a lot of the types of players that the Clippers would be interested in bringing back, you can do a one-for-one one thing or you can tie a draft pick to Jamal and send him out um, and not have to you know, mix and match a bunch of contracts together to get to the numbers. Right, and maybe trade him and get under the tax as well. Sure, that's that's another option as well. Which is kind of a big deal, right? Uh, yeah, it's a big-ish deal. It's not like the, you know, you're not going to do it just to do it. But if you can do it and not lose anything, then the Clippers, like, there's no reason not to do it. And Jamal still has value around the league yeah. in a very specific role, as right. evidenced by the fact that he won six man of the year last year at age, how, I mean, how old is he? Is he like... He's 36 now, 60, I think. 65. Yeah, 65, yep. Six. Yep, AARP, right? Right. Um, it was pretty incredible for him to do what he did. He, was, he wasn't even that good school. last year, and he still won it. Right. He really wasn't that good last year. I mean... The per 36 scoring numbers look pretty good. 19 points game. You like the free throw percentages and all that. But, I mean, he shot 40% from the field and 34% from the three-point line. Well, he he came on strong towards the end of the season. And he had a very strong first three weeks of the season, I feel like. Wow. So, earlier in the in the podcast, we were talking about how the Clippers had a rocky start. Yeah. The last season. And 
it would have been even worse, except Jamal kind of played lights out that first in end of October, first half of November, and won them a couple of those games that they probably had no business winning. Um, and I feel like that's those are the type of things that resonate with voters. Like early in the year, who's you know putting up points or looking spectacular, and then we all just kind of get sleepy and take a nap, and then all star <laughs> break happens, and you're right. like, oh, we're getting gearing up for the playoffs. Like let's go back and confirm what we what we saw early. Who in the scored season. the Jamal's most doing points? Well yeah. Um, so I mean that if he has a similar type of performance, I feel like that would actually improve his trade value because teams that might be skittish because of his age would be less so um, seeing that Jamal had, would have another good start. Yeah. If Andre Iguodala and Manu didn't get hurt last year, they were both odds-on favorites to win it. Uh, yeah, Andre Iguodala for sure on a 73-win team. Um, Manu was ridiculous last year. Was he? Yeah. I mean, he didn't play a ton of minutes, but... Yeah, he, he, he didn't play a ton of minutes, which is a little bit of a problem. Yeah, and that's I guess that's part of what makes Jamal always a favorite for that because he plays so much off the bench. Right, and on top of that, they like the Clippers really they feature him as a six man. They do, um, sometimes to the detriment of the bench. I feel like Well, Spates isn't giving that ball back. Nope, he's you got another six man c- c- competitor out there now. Oh snap! Yeah, blood, so blood forty percent I would say for Jamal. Okay, I I think you're right. I think the the bigger contract is, is going to make him a piece. And again, it almost serves as if you trade him at the deadline, he's got a year and a half left, basically, because you can buy him out for that that guaranteed amount on that third year. Right. So that's that's kind of an attractive trade chip. So not a bad job negotiating that deal by Doc, even though it's a lot of freaking money. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and it, it really kind of makes you queasy when you look at it, but... I do like how they how they structured that uh, that third year. Could have been hey, a player I could, option. I mean, that I would have been give a nightmare. You a, uh, another option here as well. So we were joking about the uh, the lockout, the impending lockout after this upcoming season. Um, there's like a ninety percent chance that everyone agrees to put an, another amnesty clause in there, right? Yeah. So if you decide that um, you want to amnesty a player. Then you take a guy with a longer contract, you trade him for Jamal, and you're like you said that you'd only be buying out that last year, the second year, and then a, a, an extra three million on top of that, right? Because it's only guaranteed money that you'd be buying out. Uh, a little bit more palatable than uh, than having to buy out some of these like massive four year deals that got sent out this past offseason. Right. Right. Agreed. Uh, speaking of amnesty candidates for the next CBA, Austin Rivers. Oh, <laughs> could okay. you imagine? That would be awkward. Wow, I mean, that would be really awkward. Uh, if if the Clippers and Doc Rivers wanted to get rid of any kind of hint at nepotism, <laughs> that's how you do it. I don't even know if that's how you do it because basically, he'd be, <laughs> Austin would be getting what thirty five million dollars uh, for. One year's worth of work? Yeah. Is that... There's no way out of this. You just can't amnesty your own son, though. I mean, it'd be cold, but at the same time, it's like, oh, functionally, Austin just got $35 million for one year. Even if Austin stays pretty much the same as he was last year, he's probably 
close to being worth 11 million a year, right? And then yeah, like, I think I pegged his number at like eight million. Yeah, not, so not a massive overpay. Yeah, I mean it's an overpay, but not not the biggest one. It's an overpay. They're banking on improvement, which uh, he's still young. What is he? 23, 24? Yeah, that's fair. 44? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, works. Three-year deal. 35 million. He has a player option in 2018-2019. Right. What's the percentage Austin gets traded? 1%. 1. I I I agree. I just And I think the 1% is that Doc Rivers either recuses himself from the front office. Right. Or something is so terrible that he's no longer in charge and Austin has to get traded. Or um, the Indiana Pacers are really sweet on Austin, and they offer Paul George for him straight up. Ooh. Like it has to be like the kind of d- the trades where <laughs> you could. I mean, could you imagine? It's like those trades in your fantasy league where you see it go through, and you're just like, no, 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 no. Well, let me ask you something. Let's say hypothetically that the deadline comes and goes, and then. A reputable reporter leaks that a team offered a star player for Austin Rivers straight up, and the Clippers said no. Uh, I want you to leak that just to just to watch Twitter. <laughs> I said, just I, well, I said reputable. Just to watch Twitter just explode into flames. Um, I mean that at that point, I don't even know what would happen. I don't. What could you do? Is it possible to just um, quit? Your franchise? Like, I think the Clippers would just collapse on into themselves. Yeah, maybe. Like, um, But yeah, like, Austin Rivers has a reasonable amount of upside. He's not a big overpay. Good defender? Good Becoming a good defender. Adequate defender. Adequate? Okay. Adequate defender. It's not quite good. Not quite good. I don't think he's... Like, the one thing where you would really want him to improve is his uh, three-point shooting. Yeah. Uh, I think I've said that, like, ideally, if ideally Austin Rivers would be like a bigger Patrick Beverly, where he's not really initiating your offense, but you put him on the best ball handler, just have and him harass him, knock down open threes. Yeah, like that—that's his ceiling, right? Um, I think he's got a lot better in between game, and I think he's a better ball handler than Beverly is. But you, would you want him to? Do any of that stuff? Uh, it depends how desperate I am for bench scoring. All right. Uh, for the Clippers, probably not so much. In spurts here and there. Sure. But if Austin Rivers turned into Patrick Beverly, I don't think anyone would complain. No, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. But 1%. Okay, yeah, super low. All right, yeah. so if if we're... Uh, Paul Pierce. Sorry, last one. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is... Also, one percent. Um, I mean, Doc Rivers had gone on a competing podcast. Worse because it's not daily, like mm. this one. Thank you. Is apparently. Thank you for that. Hashtag endorsements. Hashtag testimonials. Um. Rivers had said that he would negotiate some sort of situation where Paul Pierce could retire as a Celtic. Yeah. If, 
he was going to... If he wanted to retire, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So I can't imagine him, him being traded anywhere except to Boston to retire. Yeah, like he's not getting dealt to like Phoenix. Right. Right. Or... Anywhere that's not Boston. Right. <laughs> because if the Clippers can't use him, who are clearly have championship hopes, what what other team wants to use him? The, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers would, wouldn't they? Brian yeah. Calangelo would bring in that veteran savvy in a heartbeat. He needs he needs the uh, the wisdom to shape up that young bench, that if young Pier- roster. If Pierce gets dealt, it's a buyout slash sign a 10-day with Boston retire type deal. That one, is one day. really, Whatever. I feel like that's really bad if that happens. Why is that bad? Oh, I mean, because if he gets, unless he gets bought, they he agrees to drop his salary all the way down to zero. Yeah. Um, then the Clippers are on the hook for that money. Right. And that's a very nice gesture by Doc because Doc has Boston roots and Paul Pierce has Boston roots. But the Clippers don't have Boston roots. And they're under, that really hurts them cap-wise going forward because they already have a million and a half in dead money on the books they'd be basically putting three and a half of more million of dead money on the books in order to send a Boston great home to do the right thing for Boston. Danny Ainge is really tricky though. It's, uh, (laughs) you know, it's just, that's just like a peculiar situation. I don't know why, I, I don't know why Pierce would agree to buy out for zero and, at the same time, I don't know why the Clippers would want to do Paul Pierce a solid like that. Right. Okay, so Paul Pierce isn't getting traded. Paul Pierce is not getting traded. The Clippers also do have Boston roots, Andrew. Do they? Yeah, when they were the Buffalo Braves. Uh-huh. There was the, the big thing of like... Oh, the franchise swap? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that we have to take care of uh we should do drunk history clippers version one day wait that's a really good show idea i'm gonna write that that down that is that is a good show idea drunk history los angeles clippers i'd watch la clippers they don't want to be called los angeles clippers wait really yeah no they want to be they want to be known as the la clippers come on you're kidding i'm totally serious what is that why is that Uh, i think it's just another way to differentiate themselves from the other los angeles team L.A. Lakers? People don't say that? Uh, I guess they don't say it as much as Los Angeles. Lakers. They just say the Lakers. It's like the five or the 15. Or, oh yeah, no, but that's a Southern California thing. That is a Southern yeah. California thing. Yeah. But no one says, no one says Los Angeles Lakers, really. I mean, I mean, I guess they do. People say, ah, oh, that's dumb. I don't like right. that. I don't know why I'm so mad about that. Um. You you can you can in protest you can call them La Clippers. <laughs> you gotta put those little those little dots in there, or else I'm gonna I'm gonna call them that. Um, I'm like Ron Burgundy when I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> put anything in front of me, I'll read it. Um. All right. So now let's talk about targets, and we're gonna wrap this up. Great job on on making this a two parter, by the way. I think you know that's. I didn't want to say this, and 
are you going to leave this in or maybe you'll take it out? No, I'm know, not going to. Uh, no, I'm going to leave this in. I want I want full disclosure. We'll pr- full disclosure? We're pulling back the curtain. You know, when uh, when I said we should take a break and talk about TV shows, oh. that, that was a nice a nice little spot to split this split this up. That was the break? That was the break. Wow, you're a pro. You know, I've been told that I work in the oldest profession before. I have been told. <laughs> Wait, what? What? What's the oldest profession? Isn't that prostitution? Oh, no, no. It's uh, ministry. Oh, shit. Oh. Where's your mind? I, you know, it's late. And we're going to stop you right there before I get myself in too much trouble. Uh, that was my talk with Andrew Hahn. We've got another one coming up for Monday. Uh, Monday is the exciting one. Because we're going to dig into the actual targets the Clippers could go after. Uh, we've got a whole list of them. whole list of small forwards that would make sense for the Clippers. So we're going to discuss that. So make sure to tune in on Monday for our next episode. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. It'll pop up right in your feed. You don't have to go hunting for it anywhere. It's right there. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us those five-star ratings. And uh, check out all the other podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, some great stuff being produced. Again, we have uh, Locked On Rams. If you're a football fan, that's uh, jumping off. Should be starting next week. Um, So keep out an eye for that. And uh, check out all the other great basketball podcasts on there as well. Uh, Once again, thanks for listening. I'm your host, DJ Foster. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Clippers podcast. I'll hit the game winner It's not over, babe I'll hit the game winner Baby, believe in me I'll hit the game It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17.